You're listening to Spiritual Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Susie. I'm glad you made it. So this is a safe space where we get to talk about anything and everything spiritual and metaphysical, but we're going to talk about it without the judgment, without the fear or religious guilt, and without losing any credibility. So let's open our hearts and our minds, and let's talk about the weird without being weird about it. Today's episode is about some beginning mindsets and spiritual principles to keep in mind when you start down a path of questioning spirituality and looking into metaphysical topics. One element we're going to look at is the importance of keeping an open mindset. Yes, that's a real topic. (laughs) Another is how to protect yourself, because this is kind of scary at first. And the last bit is how to recognize paradigms that you operate from, like conscious and subconscious ones. That is so important to know your net landscape. Lastly, I'm just going to go into my background. I'm hosting a spiritual podcast. You're entitled to some transparency from me. I see this as a necessary evil because I'm generally a private person. Thanks for listening, y'all. So one of the first concepts you got to do, man, you got to like set an intention to be open, like no bullshit. Um, you got to do more than think it. And everyone freaking thinks that they're a naturally open-minded <laughs> person. And you're not. I'm not, dude. I hate PCs. I'm a Mac person full throttle. Like, I'll never change. Okay? So you give me a PC, I know it's crap. So when it comes to spirituality, which is even more sensitive, people, we all start with, like, what's normal and what's not. Like, we start from that. And if you're already starting this with, like, what I call a closed-fisted mind... Dude, you're wasting your freaking time. You're not even going to be open to thinking about anything. Nothing is getting in. You're not going to absorb or even evaluate anything fairly in that state. I mean, so just don't bullshit yourself. If you want to authentically start a spiritual journey, you set this intention. And this is what I mean by setting an intention. Like you think in your mind it's one thing. It's it's just a totally different energy you begin when you say something out loud in 3D. I call something, okay, here's a metaphysical term, is when we say something is in 3D, we're talking about, you know, I can hear it, I can see it, I can feel it, I can touch it, you know, I can smell it, whatever, you know, the senses. So it gets out of your head and through your mouth into this space of the earth, right? That you're like, I have an intention to be open about my spiritual path and anything coming to me regarding my spiritual path. That is literally what I mean. And it's nice to feel something behind that, like truth. <laughs> like, if you're not ready, if you're saying it and you say it out loud and you're like, hmm, dude, it's not the time. It's not the time. So it's a good thing to say it out loud and, and ask yourself if you believe yourself. If you do, great. Time's right. Set an intention. And that's the thing. God kind of meets that energy. You're going to have an open mind, or at least more open than it was. And it gets better the more you kind of repeat that. And maybe you need that every day. It's like taking a bath. You know, we get back into our comfort zones, which are freaking closed minds. Closed, tight-fisted minds. I mean, I do it too. Intentions in particular are like a totally separate episode. But I do have to emphasize, if you're going to set an intention, do it aloud do it with feeling. And if you don't believe your own bullshit, then don't do this.
Okay, so the next concept I would suggest you do is to claim your protection. And when I say claim your protection, I'm wanting you to claim your protection anytime you do, right before, (laughs) before you do meditation, any sort of spiritual or energetic practice or ritual, basically. Um, If you're going to do freehand writing, if you're going to do tarot cards, you're going to do scrying, if you're going to do mediumship, uh, you're going to do shamanistic work, Reiki, any sort of um, action you do, it's very important to claim protection so that nothing weird can get in. Energy's really open. And if you're a bright light that's opening up, man, you could be um, inviting entities that are lower vibration. And I, thankfully, on my path, was able to run into a podcast. It's called Psychic Teachers, and they fucking rock. And basically, um, they were extremely tight on making sure you claim your protection before you do any sort of spiritual practice. And I resonate with that so much. It has basically, once I started doing that um, spiritual, you know, uh, classes and, and and rituals and all that, I never had a weird experience once I started doing my protective stuff. And um, I think that is extremely important. You might as well not have the scary shit happen to you. And if you're wanting the scary shit, then I think you need to listen to another podcast. Um, but God bless you. Um, and then really and truly, I don't think we have a clue about our power. And this kind of like opens a topic of a couple of things. Like when you claim your protection, I mean, it's like, do you guys even, as you sit here and listen to me, can you even agree that you have some divinity within you? I mean, are you comfortable with that? I mean, are you kind of schwitzing at the fact that I just said that? Do you feel like it's heretical? I mean, so that is a paradigm and that is a serious issue if you don't even think you're worthy of having divinity living in your body or being in your soul. Um, so that's something you got to really look at. And a lot of that's from, you know, crap we hear in society and churches because, you know, they don't want you to have the power. They want you to go through their booths and through their, um, you know, through their people. And this is inherently within you. That's my personal opinion. Um, Wayne Dyer used to say, God is a is the ocean and we are a cup of the ocean water. So we are essentially, we have all the qualities um, of this divine source within us. And it's just reconnecting to it. It's something that was given to us at the time we began having, you know, breasts on earth, right? The moment we were alive and breathing, we, we trigger this, it's on or whatever. I don't know. I'm kind of in my mind, it makes that sense like that. But the fact is that we all have this inherently and um, churches and dogma usually layer on like, instead of knowing that you have this and starting from that point of view, it becomes this, well, how can you make yourself worthy? And it's a totally different perspective. So for those of you who have come from a heavy dogmatic, um, you're a sinned creature kind of perspective beginning, that is this is going to be a totally flop, flip-flop of that idea. It's the idea that it is there. We're just tuning into it. And it's always been there. And that's what has resonated for me. That became more like God and love. Like that sounds like a God teaching to me then. Well, what did you do? You know, and like, are you worthy of it? Well, how many good acts did you do this week? I mean, 
that's a load of bullshit if you ask me. So anyway, I'm kind of going off off a little bit. Like I said, it kind of opens up a couple other doors when you talk about claiming protection because like it definitely triggers like, am I worthy? And do I think I even have divinity inside me to claim? If you're a little weak on that, then if it helps you as you heal that wound to call in ancestors, um, whoever, whatever entity or spiritual teacher or, or, you know, ascended being that you want to call in or a goddess or whatever, to kind of like imagine them coming next to you in your side during whatever spiritual ritual you're doing or just even every day, right? Like in your commuting to work, you're in the car. Get Mother Teresa in the front seat, dude. She's great. <laughs> She'll chill you TFO the fuck out. And it's really great. She's very peaceful. <laughs> so, but essentially, like, but that really does like, envisioning their presence strengthens this it's not uh, we're, we're cut off from our imaginations when we're children and i think that that's a really limiting thing so when it comes to protection see yourself with these advanced beings with the angels archangel michael and his big ass sword is right next to you i mean think of it as your home and you or your apartment surrounded in this beautiful egg um a golden egg of like love and light Right. So when I'm saying calling in your protection, claiming your protection, it's I mean, analyze whether or not you think you are kind of address those issues, figure out who your spiritual BFFs are that you need to call in. And then also um, what helps you to actually what I usually say is surround myself with love and light and divine protection. I also root myself into the earth. That helps me because my energy is a little up and down. It gets a little scattered whenever I start doing spiritual stuff. Um, I don't know, not everyone's like that when they start, but um, surround yourself with love, light, and divine protection. Call in your BFFs and just have some sort of like simple prayer, like, please be with me. You know, help me direct me on what to read or what to, you know, however, whatever the situation calls for. Like have a little mini little request to go with it. Or if it's like you're scared and you're in a a shit situation, just be like, come be with me and help in, you know, save me and protect me from this. I mean, I'm kind of talking about doing it before any sort of ritual or energetic or spiritual work. But honestly, calling in protection every day, like throughout the day, just to be with you. I mean, why not? Why not start there? That's you tuning in consciously to like God on some level, which just means you're just, you're more apt to see signs, you're more apt to see the good, um, be protected. I mean, why not just wrap yourself in spiritual bubble wrap, you know? So even though I'm kind of talking about doing this in particular before you do any sort of spiritual or energetic practice, like use the crap out of it, like all day long, keep thinking about yourself. And even as you walk around the hallways at work or at your house or wherever you go to interact with people, you know, anytime, like the idea of this golden bubble or um, this rainbow um, aura kind of that's around you, that's basically God's love and light. Like try to envision it, like try to see it in your mind, you walking around with this beautiful, and again, upon, you got to frame it, whatever works for you. If you need to see it as a (laughs) mirrored disco ball (laughs) or the, that energy bounces off you, and the only thing that can come in is love and light, you know? 
that the stuff that bounces off you goes back, it returns to sender, whoever that bad energy came from, you know, hey, buddy, that's yours. That's not mine. But like, it's good to have a visual. And it's good to kind of repeat and strengthen that visual throughout the day. I think in general, if you could start doing that on the daily, that is a huge first step. That is you changing your vibration to knowing that you're protected, to going from like, having zero intention about being protected, and then suddenly like, I'm connected with God and I'm protected. Dude, there's two different ways of living. And one is much better than the other. So again, it's your choice, but that's what I highly recommend. And I'm just realizing I should probably explain when I said earlier about rooting into the earth. Connecting to the earth is also very critical to me as I do spiritual things um, and before I do meditations or prayer work or anything like that. Uh, it's part of my protection process, um, although it's probably something separate. Like I said, I'm I'm kind of weird um, <laughs> in general, but um, I personally believe um, that a human has all these multiple dimensions and that's what makes us so unique and beautiful, but very powerful. Uh, we have mental, emotional, granted, you could probably combo those, but I see those as two separate things, spiritual, physical, and then the fifth one, which I'm probably weirder than most, I feel like there's some sacredness about having this carbon-based body and being on earth and being like, there's a oneness there. So with all of my ritual work or any sort of prayer work or meditation, I'm always seeing in my mind when I say I'm rooting to the earth or connecting with the earth or grounding, you'll hear all those terms by other metaphysical people. I literally in my mind am imagining from, um, I don't know if you, you guys know anything about the root chakra or any of the chakras in general, but essentially from the bottom of my ass, <laughs> I see this line of energy. Now, it could be a line, you might see it as like um, a beam of light. I don't care what you imagine, but it, there has to be some energetic visual that you think of coming from the, your, you know, hiney into going layer like miles, miles deep into the earth. And then personally, what I what I envision is I see it as a um, kind of a beam of red energy light that goes down into the earth and I see it going into the core. And I actually kind of imagine like as if I were that beam of light going layers deep, like so fast through the earth. Imagine how huge the earth is and how how far down into the earth that is traveling. And it eventually gets into the earth's core and it circles the core. And then it goes uh, back up to me. And so basically I am, I am feeling one with the earth and what I feel like that does for me on an energetic level is kind of even out my extra energy that I get whenever I start doing whatever, you know, prayer work or whatever. And you guys, it's a little too weird for you to start out with that. Fine. Cut out the rooting as part of your protection. I, I just think protection in general takes away fear and scariness, um, acknowledges that we're, it starts the acknowledgement process of you being a part of the divine and not coming from this wounded position of I am a sinner and puts you in a place of power. And that really is important. And quite honestly, it has literally not given me a bad experience. When I have, I've just gotten practice of pre protecting myself all the time. And um, I haven't had weird shit happen to me. I mean, there's weird, but the bad stuff um, 
hasn't happened as much as I think it would have. Um, and if that will give you some comfort as you kind of open up to this, you know, I suggest you do it. If I wanted to kind of increase the intention, like I mentioned earlier about keeping yourself open, but then wanting to put the protection part in, in that intention, I would probably do some intention like this. I intend to have an open heart and mind about spirituality and my connection with God. I release my fears and I intend to be protected by God, angels, and the Holy Spirit. And I ask for divine discernment as I go along this path. Now, granted, I have a lot of Christian background, so I put in those terms. You can put in ancestors, Mother Earth, angels, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, Buddha, whatever works. You know, make it you. You know, you're the one speaking. It's your intention, so own it and change it as you need it. You know, the protection part is so important. I hope that helps. And now we're going to talk about our last topic, which is paradigms. You know... As we go along and kind of figure out things spiritually, you're going to see certain paradigms come up and surprise you. And, you know, we live by paradigms. Um, in case anybody doesn't know what I mean by that, it's just, it's basically it's a system of beliefs or values or habits or it's like a way of thinking um, about how you think the real world works on a certain topic, right? So like a conscious, you can have ones that you're consciously aware of and ones that you're not consciously aware of, right? So um, like one that you're consciously aware of is whether or not you trust um, law enforcement, right? You know whether or not you feel safe when a policeman approaches you. Like you, you know where you stand on that right now. That's like a very conscious paradigm. And um, it's a set of belief that you either trust law enforcement or you don't, right? Based on our society, based on your experiences, whatever. So the unconscious one is a little harder to explain, but as you start focusing in with like a spiritual path and wanting to like tune into God and like, um, you know, you get, you get more into the good things of life. Um, there are some paradigms that we have been taught as children or by our society. We just feel that structure of, of certain topics and we might even mentally feel like, of course I'm cool with, you know, these issues on, you know, for example, I'm just throwing this out there, gay rights, right? Hey, yeah, I've got lots of gay friends. I'm happy that they're married and they're adopting, whatever that is. But say a close relative of mine then suddenly comes out. And then what if my emotional, initial emotional reaction was fear? Oh, my God, I'm going to be judged by other people once that comes out. Or, you know, how are I'm scared for them. Or, um, you know, some sort of emotional, like, response can suddenly show you truth about where you really stood. So even though in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm totally cool with other people. I have so many great friends. Oh my God, they're great. You know, my emotional paradigm about um, someone being gay, if, if I get confronted with it somehow in my life dynamic, and my emotion is, oh shit, this is going to be a problem for me, then it tells me on some level that paradigm was only mental and it wasn't in my soul. That in a deeper level, I wasn't agreeing with that. I am scared of societal judgment. I am um, worried about 
how this is going to affect me. If I had true paradigm of acceptance on this issue, when I heard the ner- news of, say, my close relative being gay, I should not have a dissonance. I shouldn't have like this emotional difference, right? So those are going to be like little signs on an unconscious paradigm as you kind of like tune into love and light and God and like you're going to be in the higher vibration kind of feeling during this path. You're going to have instances of things pop up by people in your life who aren't being tuned in to good love and light and God, who are going to say things that you know you're going to have like an emotional reaction to that might be, um, that might expose paradigms for you. So I just want you kind of to be aware of it. And when it happens, don't freak out, just be aware of it and know that on some level you should really mentally or spiritually chew on that topic. Like, why did I have this? What is it? What is truth? It's a simple, it's a, it's totally like a, this happens so that we can kind of think about it and feel in our heart space about what we really truly feel about it and find the truth, whether or not our mind was just lying to itself (laughs) and we need to get our heart recentered on that issue or what. So just be aware. And I know I'm kind of talking esoterically. I'll try to give you guys more examples as we kind of go along in episodes. But all I can say is that paradigms also are like, you know, like say 2020, it's a huge pandemic year. We've all had to like totally get out of paradigms on what we expect for college experience and school, like for our children, if you have kids, uh, work, what we kind of expect in terms of like our daily, you know, lives. And we had to kind of get out of it on a lot of different layers. So that's what I'm talking about. It's that kind of like expectation and how I expected life to go. And if there's a surprise in your life, like start, start writing about it, meditate on it, think about it, contemplate all the good stuff. But let me say this, when I say contemplate, I do not want you guys to be in the mind. There's a complete difference between thinking about something and thinking about something with your soul's perspective. Um, we think so hot, so much with our minds. We do pros and cons. We look at things logically. Um, I really want you to kind of be loosened up on that. And what I do is to get into my heart or soul space is I literally think of when I think of things, you can kind of feel the presence of your head and your mind, right? Like you're kind of up here, like, uh, you guys can see my hands. I'm like touching my my head. You can feel the power and the activity up here. What I want you to do is kind of, even if you had to bring up your hands to your head too and like mimic this, because it helps sometimes to do it in 3D as long as well as in your mind. Imagine that brain power or that energy of thinking and all that going down your neck and moving your hands down into basically your heart space where I have my hands kind of collapsed on my heart to, on top of each other. And you go there to contemplate and to think that that is kind of a connection point between your heart and your soul um, essence versus the brain and logic and all those sort of things. Because logic can always go, well, it can be a little tricky. It's not necessarily what your heart wants in a lot of things. Um But yeah, that's what I'm trying to explain is try to contemplate 
with that kind of focus on these paradigm issues. Like, what do I feel? What is behind that paradigm? Is it fear? Is it love? If this is like fear stuff, I will say that it's, um, you know, that's just doesn't resonate with God's vibration or think about whether or not it does. And you're going to be the ultimate authority on what you believe. And I will just offer that if you kind of resonate with more of a, no, this is, this feels like a a fear paradigm. Perhaps I need to let it go. Um, That's what I would suggest. God isn't about fear. Like that's a man's construct, humankind. It's, that's, an, that's a religious paradigm that we have to fear God. And I hear that with a lot of uh, religious, and especially in the Christian, like, i got to fear God. No, you don't. You disempower yourself. You're from God, dude. Like, chill the fuck out. <laughs> Anyways, I'm kind of going a little long on that one, but <sighs> paradigms are important to be aware of and don't ignore them and give yourself grace on the fact that you feel them. You know, bring it to your heart space and think about it. Okay, I want to start out with a statement off the cuff before I start my background. Listen, I am not your guru. I do not want to be. I only want to facilitate your exploration into these spiritual concepts. I am not here to declare that I have it dialed down and that you can do the same in 20 easy steps. First of all, I don't have it dialed down. It is a process. It hasn't been easy and it's more than 20. (laughs) So just want to be very clear about this. My belief is that as many as there are humans in the world, that is the number of authentic ways to connect with the divine. Not one of them is the same and nor should we ever expect it to be. So don't expect your path to look like someone else's. You know, you can't just mimic someone. This is you honoring the unique divinity within yourself, which in my opinion was placed there from the moment you took breath. When we recognize kind of that concept, I feel like you start to own and honor just your own path, your own life. And this soul strength begins to show up. You just know that your your path yeah, doesn't have to mimic anyone else's and you're going to find nuggets of truth from a lot of sources. Uh, you know, please, more than me, listen to other people. I'm like, that's the whole idea. Just feel free to do that. Feel empowered. Do not be stuck in fear and f- be afraid to question. You are given a beautiful mind and use it. This spiritual path or awakening is yours to claim. It's not something that has to be given to you by any sort of outside entity or person after doing some sacred ceremony by walking the Camino or kissing some religious figure's ring. It is yours. You are just reconnecting to what was already within yourself. Again, this is my opinion. I'll kind of go into it more as podcasts go on. And spoiler alert, it's a work in process all of your life. So just love it. Have grace for yourself when you can. But really starting the search is more than half the battle. It can result in some deep inner peace and some just beautiful 
synchronistic understandings of your life and the people in your life. Literally, it just has been life-changing for me in so many good ways. Anyway, totally not heavy. So I put off this background long enough. Here it is. So I am a uh, mom of two daughters. I'm married. I'm an attorney. And I call myself a free thinker. (laughs) And I live here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm originally from deep East Texas, behind the Pine Curtain, as we like to say. I was raised by two really lovely, traditional, hardworking parents. Um, And... My dad is, or had a large part of his career as a civil engineer. My mom was largely a stay-at-home mom. Um, they're still together after 50-plus years. I have an older sister. And we were raised, raised largely in the Methodist church. Um, so think acolyte, child you know, choir singers, youth groups, Sunday school for years. I'm exhausted when I think about it. <laughs> Bible summer camps, yes, all of it, you guys. I was in it. Um, we didn't miss many Sunday sermons. Um, and my dad was, which is funny because my dad was raised Catholic and my mom was raised Lutheran and somehow they decided that Methodist was, um, a good compromise. (laughs) But yeah, so, so admittedly, I don't come from a wounded place when it comes to structured religion. I really don't. I had a great experience. I loved the people in my Methodist churches as I grew up, um, had a good time at the summer camps. (laughs) Well, largely, Um, and, you know, the wounds kind of came later as I started asking questions, you know, and, and in terms of weird, I didn't grow up seeing ghosts or anything like that, but I remember being, having, um, a lot of deja vus, having feelings that I knew what was going to happen and then it would happen. I remember playing around when I would be in the car, we're traveling around. I remember pretending to be I was in other cars and thinking, what is it that I would see if I were in that car? It's like almost like remote viewing. Like I just did that naturally as a kid. Um, But yeah, a lot of premonitions. And I do remember just having a feeling like, just from, I guess, the growing up in structured religion, it did come from that whole, like, I am a sinner and I need to like work at getting close to God versus the opposite, which I had been talking about. I remember thinking, God, God's really mean <laughs> when I read about the art, when I was told about the Ark story. I mean, I literally remember thinking, that is so wrong <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I've had seasons throughout my life of coming back to that to search for things and then kind of seasons away from it. Um, you know, as I g- got older, um, I... I mean, for years, I was such an academic. I went through college. I was a finance degree. Um, woohoo, UT Austin. And then I went to law school. Um, so I've had years studying man's laws <laughs> and practicing as an attorney. Uh, and I would have seasons of going back to, like, religion, trying to make sense of some other you know, morality issues that were popping up into my consciousness. And um, in, in yeah. And basically in Texas, I did a lot of corporate defense work. 
um, you know, saving the world one corporation at a time. But yeah, law school was expensive. And I had a family at that time. I had to do what I had to do. Um, But I was a litigator and I was good at it. And I was a busy mom and I was good at that too. I mean, play dates, Girl Scouts, PTA meetings. I'm telling you, I filled my life with so much busyness that essentially in my late 30s, I kind of was like, do I want, am I really living a life that I really love? I mean, I love my kids. I love our family. Um, but the place was definitely not where I was like being able to relax. Like my nervousness was just kind of something that was um, a daily thing I had to deal with. And my anger was rising from, I think just a lot of people nearby, but it's just really a concentrated population where I used to live. But so essentially we ended up moving. I call it our midlife crisis, but in a good way. (laughs) And um, right when we started doing that and looking into moving up to the Pacific Northwest, I ended up, I was still practicing as an attorney in Houston and I had a deposition with a psychic and well, she was a property manager in a case, but then she was also a psychic and did psychic readings. And I remember her making a a comment to me after the deposition about how much my life was about to change and how she wished she could tell me more. But, you know, I was on a I was representing a different party. We couldn't do that. But it it surprised me because I knew I had plans to move. Um, And it made me curious, like, why? How does she have this inside knowing um, what is there? And then I kind of started acknowledging, yeah, I, I had weird stuff when I was a kid. Let me kind of look into this. Just energy, psychic stuff, whatever. Let me just stop fighting this um, curiosity that I've always had. And let me just, you know, in just feel it out. So that's when I, what drew me to that Psychic Teachers podcast um, that really helped me. And essentially from then, we did actually move. And then I was I worked out here as an assistant district attorney. My trial schedule was crazy. Um But essentially, once I kind of moved from that job to a more flexible in-house, less litigation, in fact, no litigation, which is lovely for the first time, um, I was able to kind of balance things in my life and study this more. So finally, my focus could be on spirituality, energy management practices, and I brought this kind of... I sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but I'm very analytical. I'm very structured. Um, I like to investigate. I mean, that goes, you know, I was a group. I loved, I enjoyed. I hate saying this. There are some aspects of the assistant district attorney job that I really enjoyed. I liked finding the truth and investigating that. So I kind of take that into this. So just know that I am not complete fluffy. I cannot really stand it when people don't give me full explanations or at least if you don't know, like, tell me, tell me what you don't know. And let's have a discussion about it. Um, But it's just, we have minds, we have intellectual capacity for a reason. And I think it's, it's okay to wander and wonder, (laughs) to question, to see where this takes you in terms of your spiritual maturation and development, like, and to be open about it, to hold your beliefs gently right? Because if you tighten it, you're just never going to hear truth or be open to it if it comes to you. You know, you have to take away your fear and your anger when you listen to a podcast on spirituality. It's essential. Um, If you don't, if you disagree with something, fine, you know, disagree, 
you know, I'm not going to force you to believe anything I say. That's totally up to you. And I don't expect that. And, um, but I do think we need to have grace for us all to question and just all to have space about what we think and regarding spirituality and to just relax that judgment and actually take judgment completely off the table so that we can, you know, work through this and get into a more peaceful situation, you know, for our lives, right? Anyway, the whole point is don't just listen to me. There's someone for everyone. I may not be your right fit, but don't stop looking. I mean, it's so important that you're questioning and you're looking into this. And at the end of every episode, which we're almost at now, I'm going to try to give you guys some recommendations for books, YouTube channels, or podcasts to check out. I may also sometimes give you spiritual exercises to start just to help open things up and see if it changes your life. So books, I know some of you are cringing right now, but the ones who aren't, you are my people. Okay, so I have two books for you. One is Power of Intention, and the other one is Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Both of them are by Wayne Dyer, and Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E, Dyer, D-Y-E-R. He's now deceased, but... um, man, these books really helped me kind of think about like how I'm doing my mental space. Like what thoughts do I cultivate? Which thoughts do I focus on? It was really helpful. So I hope they help you out. And on YouTube, he's got a lot of speeches. I'm not sure about their copyright situation, but check it out. Try to find a channel that looks legit. um, And you can at least check out his speaking style and part of his topics there. And while I'm talking about YouTube's channels, um, there's another channel I just want to recommend in general. It's Stormy Grace, and Stormy is S-T-O-R-M-I-E. Grace is G-R-A-C-E. So she is an astrologer, and it's just kind of a unique, um, I like her presentation style, and she just gives you information about your astrological chart. For those who think you're just your sun sign, you're not. And it's a lot more, um, there's a lot more to it. And if you want to just check it out, I highly recommend her channel. All right. And finally, for podcasts, I have two to recommend. If any of you guys had long commutes to work like I did, I had like an hour each freaking way. So um, I had time to make space for this in my life. And I'm grateful for it. The two podcasts that I want to recommend, one is Enlightened Impasse. So that's both with ease enlightened empaths e-m-p-a-t-h-s and the other one is psychic teachers all one word and basically those two podcasts really helped me get started on my path um gave me so much information about energy i mean just all sorts of topics my suggestion to you is to go look at their episodes and just follow what what where you feel you're led to listen to first they have a whole bunch of topics, both of them, and um, and also check out the people. Check out their websites. They got classes. I highly, highly recommend them. For the first spiritual practice recommendation, I guess I'm kind of repeating myself from earlier, but 
the idea of grounding is really important. And I think I described that earlier in the podcast. So just try to, I challenge you, (laughs) those who love a challenge, to try to ground yourself like every day and throughout the day. Connect to the earth. um, See it as an energetic. And if you need to envision an anchor, if you need to kind of, some people have to have sound with it. So you may have to go home to like feel like this vibration of going down into the earth. Um, If you like to envision chains, not an energetic line, like there's no rules. Like my method does not have to be your method. Um, And then some people also like to strengthen it. You know, that I sometimes zoom out into space and I see Susie in, in, where I live and I see this huge line going down to the core, wrapping around the core once and going back up to where I am and saying, Oh my God, that's a huge space. You know, I just, just to help further strengthen the idea of that I am connected to the earth. And so do what feels good. Um, if you need to see it as a rope, if you need to see anything, like there's no rules about it and grounding. And then I'll further state like every day, just surround yourself in this little orb, you know, it's a, f- it goes like a foot in every direction around you, you know, beneath into the earth, but it, it encases you in this divine protection of love and light. And again, like see it as also spiritual discernment, like ask for the protection to also be in this orb and that anything bad gets bounced off of it and goes back to the person. So even if you might feel it for a half second and you might for a while until you kind of strengthen this and then you realize you don't have the emotional response when people are triggered, but like it bounces off essentially. You, at least you're not gonna hold it all day long you know, and kick your dog when you go home. So I challenge you to just kind of see yourself in this protection, especially before you do any sort of you know psychic or energetic work, but like every day and See how that changes your energy, getting a journal and writing about it so you can kind of track this. You'll forget about things and you'll forget about little synchronistic things like write it down. Shit can change and it can change quick, actually. And I think there's some sort of weird blessing when the divine knows that you're trying to connect. So remember that God kind of whispers typically. So keep your eyes open your ears open for signs and man i wish you luck i wish you like all the blessings Whew, that was a long episode y'all i promise they won't be this long in the future <laughs> we just had a lot of ground to cover and i just want to thank you for listening i'm honored and i hope it brought you some peace uh, truth or understanding like i'll take one out of three of those that'd be great and really just know that we're all on this journey you're not alone I know that's kind of a catchphrase but um, you're not it feels like you are but God is really that quiet and God is really that light it's it takes us to just kind of meet that quietness and that lightness to to hear the real direction that we should be going in so I hope you find it or keep searching for it at least I'm right there with you Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon.